0: This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley. I
0: would say the top story is an update from Hong Kong, but you're not going to hear it on the top headlines of the day on any news outlet. I decided to figure out what the actual voting returns were in hong kong because it is continuing to be touted as this pro democracy victory no matter whether the council has power or not there was 90 plus percent of the districts went to pro democracy candidates so i thought how do you how am i going to figure this out because nobody is publishing the vote count i ended up finding it on wikipedia just cuz i searched it as vote breakdown by district. And I didn't get that, but what I did get was by party. So they have a bunch of parties, say eight parties, and one, two, three, four, I'm looking at nine parties here, 10 parties. Six of them are pro-democracy. And four of them are pro-Beijing. I'm going to use the terminology they use. As the pro-democracy parties They got, this is from Wiki. Now, the main article says it just like this. There's a subsidiary article that's slightly different, but I'm going with the main article because the other one, the math doesn't work. So this one, I think the math works. Okay, it's 24.4% of the vote went to pro-democracy parties and they got 165 seats. 24.4% of the vote also went to pro-Beijing parties. And they got 34 seats. So they got a fraction of the seats. Now, this doesn't all jive with the 90% of the seats went to whatever. It is a mess trying to figure this stuff out. Like you can go to the, the best sources I've found or the wiki articles. But there's one inlet in, inset that has like these 10 things. And I, I just investigated each party to see which they classify themselves, pro-democracy or pro-Beijing. So it looks to me like the percentage vote Was equal, and even when you take the so called pro democracy and so called pro Beijing that are laid out for you, you're still only getting half of the votes. So, I really and then you could just look through what looks to be like hundreds of races and try to figure it out yourself. But in those individual races, it doesn't have the percentages. I was going to go through and calculate them all myself, but they don't have those. So, I am completely convinced. Well, I shouldn't say that I am not convinced that this is a an, a resounding victory for pro-democracy. So that's one thing. It looks like the vote was even, and just the way the districting went, it they lost a lot of seats.
1: So it wasn't 90% or an overwhelmingly shocking victory like they claimed.
0: Well, it certainly wasn't. They were saying, this is what they're saying over and over again. They themselves are saying it, and Western media is reporting it, that this, although there's no power here, this demonstrates that the numbers are with pro-democracy. That that the chief executive of Hong Kong was saying there's a silent majority here who are pro-Beijing and that these pro-democracy protesters are noisy, but they represent a minority. And now they're saying, you see, we don't, we came out and the implication is in every article, 90% of the voters voted pro-democracy and that's absolutely not true. There's no, absolutely, absolutely not true. Any way I slice it, it's 24.4%. Now, there are obviously that only those two categories, pro-democracy, pro-Beijing, from what I could find, which I had to do Wikipedia because I couldn't find it anywhere else, doesn't really tell you 100% of the vote. Now, I could spend more time on it, and maybe I will, but in any case, I really I don't think that's how it is. I don't think it's super pro-democracy. I don't – and what's more – and it, the question is why. This these so-called pro-democracy protests aren't going to get things aren't going to be more like the way they want them. There's no chance because Hong Kong is already completely outside or partly outside the Chinese system. So they're not they have it better, right, than than the other people in China from their own perspective. And they're making a lot of trouble. So two things or three things are happening. One is China is moving some of the things that gives Hong Kong a boost, like shipping. They're opening up mainland ports to the kind of shipping that Hong Kong has an exclusive right to. So they're already economically siphoning things away from Hong Kong. Then we're doing things like, and in combination with those actions, we are citing through our law, the Human Rights and Democracy Act of Hong Kong or whatever we passed, It's going to make it clear that Hong Kong is not sufficiently autonomous to get special treatment from us, which will further push them towards China, further encapsulate them in Chinese rules. And then finally, China probably will, I don't know, but they might accelerate the integration. They might accelerate the integration and say, look, you guys clearly can't control yourselves. You're not grateful for the benefits that you have, and we don't care what you think. So- We don't care what the world thinks. We're not going for it. I don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't seem to me that the government of China is going to capitulate to these young and uh, unruly people who do not represent this 90% of the vote.
1: And I'd be curious as to what pro-democracy Means to these individual people protesting. I bet there's not one unified, concrete definition of what that means among them.
0: I agree with that. I don't even know what it means in the overarching thing. I don't even know what the people who are running for council. Which when I saw a picture, they did look young. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what it is that they they want. They want to make their own laws and stuff. They're not. They're not going to win that.
1: They want to make their own laws. They want everyone. Everybody who's been arrested throughout these protest to be let off i mean the the ask and that's a tactic for these protesters for right. these activists they take
0: the most obnoxious people that's why you have something like anonymous or whatever like antifa where they go out and they do the most obnoxious things and then they demand clemency even though they yeah. outrage the sensibilities yeah. like you can't give them clemency they beat up innocent people
1: right what i'm saying is generally the demands that they make in order to fulfill their protest and stop are unmeasurable vague and impossible so it enables them to shift and continue to agitate and, and
0: always yeah. be on the side of i'm not getting what i want exactly we've seen that like it does it, with, yeah, the, uh, does it with indivisible
1: with yeah with the daca
0: yeah yeah she she gets a complete total victory for her side and they call her a capitulating negotiating exactly
1: <laughs> because they I'll want you, the protest.
0: I'll tell you where they are going to have a totally negotiated outcome that doesn't even hit the radar. It's a travesty. It's another tell that Trump is not Batman, but is is a an oppositional reverse psychology shill and that is the USMCA, the US Mexico Canada trade agreement. I thought you were talking about
1: a brand of beef when you said that.
0: It sounds like a brand of beef. It sounds like a rap group. It sounds like (laughs) the Marine Corps. Like it sounds like so many things except for what it is, which it actually should be called the NAU, the North American Union that I was horrified by with when William Weld and Heidi Cruz, who were both prominent in the 2012 election or 2016 election, I guess, back in the day, I don't know.
1: It all blends yeah. together now. It then all blends
0: the- together. I've been doing this too long. So that they came out on behalf of the CFR, Weld and Cruz and some other people, and talked about this North American Union that would have basically the, the right to merge all the most stringent law. They would take the laws for employment and the environment and all the countries would converge up to the strictest, which would be the opposite of us. Like that's, that's a highly regulated technocratic socialist regime that has that. And we don't have that. We probably have the least. And that they would use outside bodies to help them integrate that legislation. And they actually cited like the Bilderberg group. So they were talking about how the Bilderberg group hijacks our legislators so the USMCA which there was a tiny like two little square article buried in the Wall Street Journal USMCA uh probably going to pass real soon nothing to see just keep moving it's all good everybody wants it but what what i'm kind of horrified because as if you scratch the surface on that you see articles from both from from the left are laughing at how Trump is really just ushering in the NAU and the TPP, which he he doesn't even understand this is this great trade agreement that he poo-pooed, but ha-ha-ha, he accidentally is doing it anyway.
1: Yeah, so he's dumb in that instance by accidentally giving them what they want. But in other instances, he's just a brilliant (laughs) evil Evil genius. genius.
0: But let me tell you a little bit about what's in this USMCA. I mean, it's one of those things that's just hundreds and hundreds of pages long, I think, because I I was just reading chapter 30 and I kind of like, my eyes glazed (laughs) over. But if you're going to read a chapter, read chapter 30, because chapter 30 establishes a free trade commission. So it's like how this thing is administered and amended. So this is a treaty and it takes away from Congress a lot of the things that are in Congress's purview: trade, employment, like I don't even think. Congress has the right to do employment and environmental I think that the 10th amendment doesn't, you know, it doesn't give it, the constitution doesn't give that stuff to Congress. Therefore it doesn't have it, but in any case, it doesn't belong in a treaty that is run. So this free trade commission and other administrative elements of this agreement look to me like they establish a completely autonomous system where you could make changes to the agreement internally like so they establish this little internal governance body so so whatever the agreement says doesn't really matter because you yeah. amended and administered according to this system yeah and then there's another section i didn't get to yet uh the it's called a rules-based system and apparently they go outside to so like the world trade organization to so the u.n to outside international bodies to work out problems or to change things really bypass US law entirely. And it and it was it so I saw reference to NAFTA as being originally designed to be the architecture of a new international system. And that seems like what this is and it seems also like this is more like the NAU that Weld wanted, even in the USA today. It said that it covers many of the things that we objected to in the TPP, starting with digital and intellectual property provisions, patent protections, employment standards, environmental rules, currency manipulation. And, uh, and I think Robert Lighthizer, I don't know if he's CFR or what, but he's still running the show on this. And it just reminded me that we people got up in arms to stop the TPP, just like they got into the Trans-Pacific Partnership, just like they got up in arms to stop Cispa and SOPA, the surveillance and censorship acts that Congress wanted to pass. People went bananas. Yet we see that we're they're getting the censorship, you're getting the surveillance. They're just doing it through terrorism and false flags. And similarly, this thing is just this guy controlled opposition, who I knew the TPP was not just disappearing, and here it is here and it will, it will spread. It will then be the template for the other stuff, I think.
1: So this is going forward.
0: Oh, this is going to pass. This is the TPP. It's starting here. You're going to have a, a, I I believe you're going to have a, an integration, right? That's where that Rosa Quar comes up again. The one who wrote behind the green mask, she said, all systems have to be regular, be made the same so that, All of this stuff can be controlled from these globalist bodies. This is a massive globalist thing, yes, and it's coming through. And I knew, I started perking up to it when I was listening to something about the impeachment or whatever a couple of weeks ago, and a Republican, high-ranking Republican legislator, congressman or senator whatever, said now, but the most important thing people have to realize what we 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 can get all this impeachment stuff out of the way, or whatever, but you know the one thing that we absolutely must push forward is the u s m c a we have to do it it's absolutely critical, and I'm thinking, oh, it's like when you heard Lindsey Graham reiterating on that prank call, we have to take care of we just need this guy to sign off on the f thirty five program you know he just wouldn't let it go clearly they have their marching orders and this and nobody is saying anything about this it is buried buried this is the north american union i
1: well nobody's really talking about that because everybody's talking about how sweaty papa john shatner was
0: (laughs) oh really
1: during his interview last night he had an interview with a local louisville station the founder (laughs) of papa john's
0: Wanted to interview him.
1: He does stuff with local stuff in Louisville. That's all I've seen him do stuff uh, with.
0: He's from there.
1: Yeah, that's where he Kentucky lives. He
0: has a lot of libertarian activists. From what I can tell, Massey Rand used to be.
1: Well, part of the reason he they don't like him, it's not because he's a libertarian. He might be, but he was he a Trump now. supporter. Yeah, and he was originally pushed out of Papa John's in 2018. He stepped down initially when. There was outrage over a statement he made to investors in the company about why they didn't reach the quarterly earnings that they thought they would reach, and one of the reasons he gave was that ticket sales in the NFL, because they were the official pizza of the NFL at the time, ticket sales were down and viewership was down, and he attributed some of that to Colin Kaepernick, which... It's true. It did turn people off. So he's yeah, telling investors a true thing. I've
0: been on investor calls. I was an investment banker. Like I, you are really required to tell the truth.
1: Yeah. Like you and, have
0: to explain this stuff. You can't not tell them the truth. I mean that's – you have a fiduciary duty.
1: Well, that was taken as racism, Trumpism, and he ended up stepping down as a CEO. After that, he was still a member of the board, but then shortly after that – there was an incident during training and open conference call where they were doing some communications crisis and some sensitivity training. Where my
0: company, let's not forget, was actually bought shortly before that by a yeah. strong Hillary supporter,
1: a family that's been big liberal donors in Hollywood for almost a hundred years, bought the company and was performing that training without him even realizing that a new company had bought it out. So we we spotted it as a setup back then. And they get people in these circumstances where it's kind of like Sasha Baron Cohen shows. When he gets – he got the Georgia legislator to say the N-word to pull his pants down and chase after a pretend enemy, a pretend terrorist that was attacking him on the premise that the reason you attack them with your butt is because in their culture, if they touch somebody's butt, it makes them homosexual, and they fear that more than anything, and – He got a legislator to do this, and the way that this stuff works is they have these people that will come be an authority figure for something that you want to learn, that you don't know anything about, and he was pretending to be a former Mossad agent who was training him in martial arts and self-defense, and you spend hours, even days with these people, and you are their go-to. You trust that They trust you. They take everything you say. Right,
0: like what he did with OJ.
1: Exactly, what he did with the OJ. Been the
0: result of days of when he was joking with him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was joking about uh, chopping her head off right in front of him. This is what I gather happened in this training is he didn't know anything about this. This person was the expert. They had been doing the training. They won over his trust, and then they just do this, just do that, and he was following along. And I, I still feel that way after watching this interview. In the interview, he says the whole thing was a setup. The racism they say that happened did not happen. He says there's an audio of what happened, and he can't wait for that to come out. If there was audio of what happened, like they said there were in the beginning, the people who accused him of being racist, we would have heard it if it was favorable to them. We have not heard it. Now, Shatner last night is saying that he wants the audio. He's trying to get the audio out because – Once the audio comes out.
0: I wondered if he would insist on the audio. Yeah,
1: he did. He says, if everybody hears that audio, people will be calling me left and right, saying that there was a misunderstanding, saying that there wasn't anything racist. What he actually said, I'm not sure. They said in the article, but I didn't hear him say this, that he said the N-word, and he was repeating what a a founder of another company said, and he was saying it to show that – He is against racism, but he was instructed to do all of these things. He said the whole thing was a setup. They fabricated it to create a narrative in order to push him out, and now they have these people who are running the place. It's losing money, and their primary focus now is on inclusivity and bias training and all these social justice, culture war talking points, but yet they're losing money, and he says that there is more coming out, and he promised that there's going to be a reckoning and that the truth will come out very soon. And all anybody on social media can talk about, none of that stuff. All they talk about is look how sweaty he is. He also said yeah. he ate 40 pizzas in 30 days, and they're making fun of that. And he did say that. And if people watched the interview, they would learn something because he's talking about pizza. The guy made a billion dollars selling pizza. He eats 40 pizzas in 30 days because he's a fucking expert at his job. <laughs>
0: You kind of want him to do that. Yeah. He has to do that. That's part yeah. of his job. So a couple of things on this is that the that I always thought he should have, and maybe he would have if he had thought about it, just deny it and then make them come up with it. Yeah. But my hope is that he's got a, a really intense defamation suit because the damages in his case could be a billion dollars. Could be a billion dollars. She could sue on behalf of Papa John's shareholders. And and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the company that took over, you know, the new owners made an agreement with the previous owners, no press release, right? Stuff like that could come out. And this points to what I've always said about stakeholder stakeholder bullshit, like the idea that Target is going to have transgender bathrooms because certain customers or stakeholders or whatever. For me, the shareholders should have the sole, it's like absolute property rights. They should be your sole consideration. You have a fiduciary duty to them to maximize profit within the confines of the law. All this stuff is highly regulated. I'm not in favor of regulation, but it's so highly regulated that you can't follow your conscience. You're actually not permitted. You must follow the law. So if this guy wanted to not say that thing about why they were losing money, he would be held liable for that. He must tell the truth. So I've always felt that to think that capitalism leaves out the little guy, the worker, is a mistake. There was a time before 401ks, I don't know what the number is now, where 44% of the stock market was owned by pension funds and pension funds were a the smart money so they were making smart moves you could not bamboozle them out of money and the people who had the money in the pension funds were just regular workers and they kind of over they they kind of legislated, or they like held liable pension funds, held them to a higher standard than even the government is. Gave four hundred one k's, which smacks of liberty, and you know, it's not a bad idea in some ways. But in the ways that it's liberty, but it but it, it makes the individual the dumb money. So you lose a lot of money. You don't know what you're doing. You get taken advantage of. You don't have the information advantage. All that stuff. So they really changed it. So you have a greater dependence on your own stupidity. And I am speaking from personal experience. And Social security and stuff and all that went away, but the idea that I would say about share small shareholdership is that you had a way, a smart, good way to participate in capitalism. Every everybody who owned a share of stock was a capitalist in this system, and if that's where the money is, then you benefit from it. So you could take that money and just and just uh, prosper based on pure economic value added, and they take that money, which you are not paying in taxes to support their socialism and their agenda, but they take that money that you're just trying to invest for your own benefit, and they install politicians as CEOs to make social change, to to take your money and invest it in stuff that you would never even vote for in a government scenario.
1: That appears to be what's going on here
0: across the board sorry i don't mean to rant but this is a really important point that people don't understand the stakeholder thing is a way to get you from ever being able to benefit from capitalism without without shooting yourself in the foot
1: it's a way to bully companies into advancing the culture war
0: yes and i think that they take people out one by one i think they take out people like Travis Kalanick, because they know they can't be, you know, Chick Fil A, Papa John, people who are not capitulating. They there's another person who, well, Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby had this interview.
1: Yeah, I have one more thing to say about hey. Papa John. All anybody talks about on Twitter, and so it'll be distracting if you go watch his interview, is that he was sweating profusely during the interview. And they're saying he's crazy because of the forty pizzas thing. The forty pizza thing is actually a smart entrepreneur, knowing the ingredients and stuff like that. He also made some other very smart marketing comments. In that he sounds like he's dumb and naive, but he's not. And does he
0: have an accent like that makes people think he's stupid. kind of you know how people kind of talks? Of it. He's a,
1: he's a funny looking guy. He's a kind of a goofy oh, is guy. He
0: really,
1: he's just a little awkward. If you remember those commercials, oh, well, you better can't pizza. Have
0: everything you can't be a marketing genius, a founder, a pizza maker, and like a pizza eater and still be, you know, exactly. I
1: mean, you're eating 40 pizzas over 30 days. You don't have time for much else. But the reason he was sweating, he was trying
0: to go to charm school and and they screwed him.
1: He was partly. Yeah, you're right. He was. He was sweating in part because I, if you look at the set, and there's a wide shot of the set, if you look through the pictures, oh, the, the film crew camera was right direct. I've been in that exact situation before, and those cameras will almost sunburn you, it feels like, if you're yeah. sitting that close to him. The camera setup was terrible. It made him look horrible.
0: Do you think they were doing that on purpose? I don't know. I'll tell you. I've been working on these cocktail videos. I know it's a stupid example, but I just have these like two sets of lights I got off Amazon and I'm telling you, by the time I set all the stuff up and then start to try to figure out where like the framing is and stuff, uh-huh. I'm sweating and it takes a lot. It's,
1: it's a lot of work, it's hot, for yeah.
0: 4K, you know, and I'm just like, what am I supposed to do?
1: The people who handle these and, and set these up have to wear yeah. thick gloves.
0: Oh, wow. So they may may have set the guy up.
1: That's definitely kid. a possibility. So a Bill Cosby. Problem.
0: Oh, so Bill Cosby. So this is what I'm thinking. They can't, they can't deal with people who don't capitulate. Like I think Anthony Bourdain, the more I think about it, the more I think that he probably did get suicided. And I worry for Lori Loughlin, not that she's going to get suicided, but I think they are going to throw the book at her. Uh, Tommy Chong. Well, anyway, there's a parallel with Bill Cosby and Tommy Chong too. So Bill Cosby was interviewed from jail. He had to do it in like his 15 minute phone calls. Like consecutively, and uh, and he said just what I thought, you know, that he didn't do it, that he was railroaded. He said the jury was fixed, and he said his only mistake was when he made his pound cake speech, which was basically saying, "You're getting mad that your son was shot for only stealing a pound cake," and I'm saying, "Why was he stealing a pound cake?" And he said that his mistake with that, and then that's when it all went down. His, because people were responding to it. African-Americans were responding to it and saying, you know, he might have a point. And he tells you to speak proper English. He's like, it's all a setup. You're getting sucked into being a, looking like an ignorant drug dealer and being an ignorant drug dealer. And a lot of those guys are very smart, but they couldn't do anything else because they won't conform to the language and everything like that. So he had all these messages that were getting some airtime because this is a guy who did a lot. He really changed the perception of what it meant to be a successful African-American. And it was very American, emphasis on the American, in my opinion, that it was just like your typical thing. Like, why is that such a hard thing to get your mind around that this was such a groundbreaking thing? But it was. And he says, by taking him out, so he said the problem with this pancake speech was that he uh, generalized. He he was he was speaking about he was speaking about African Americans generally. When that's absolutely he's right, that's not true. That's an inner city problem, that has to do with certain demographic and all that. But there are plenty of Huxtables around, you know, like that. He didn't have to just be totally rude like that. He says and that's guess, his problem. Yes, he's super rude. He's
1: unlikable, and he, yeah because
0: he's arrogant.
1: Yeah. you know and, he, right. I mean, he
0: doesn't take shit, but this is going to turn out to be in his favor, I think, because
1: it might. You're right.
0: Yeah. He said so. He said that they're taking they're using the they. He didn't mention that they took him down because he was going to make another TV show. He said they are now eradicating the Cosby show.
1: I'm surprised they haven't digitally put somebody else in his place.
0: Well, no, he's saying they don't want to have that example. They're eradicating that timeless example of what it means to be a successful African-American family and that they, they don't allow that. You think that's crazy? You think it's crazy? I, I think that he's got a
1: I think it's a possibility, but I, I think you can't exclude the fact that he's seen as a sexual predator now, and it, no, it could I, be argued they're eradicating that.
0: He's saying the reason they set him up was, was to expunge his record. I thought he, they set him up because he was going to do a show, which is why I think they killed Jeff Adachi, the DA in San Francisco. He made that movie Ricochet about the Kate Steinle murder. You cannot find it. It is unfindable. Yeah, it and is. And he was going to start a TV show, that guy, Jeff Adachi. So yeah. they had to get rid of him. He was a guy who would not capitulate. He was pushed out politically, and he won at the polls. That's another long story, but I won't get into it. I've said it before. Anyway, I think for Bill Cosby, they definitely silenced him for political reasons. He's viewed as a sexual predator because that is how he was portrayed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And that's – and he uh, – he I believe – so he says he uh, he didn't do it. He's not remorseful. He's never going to express remorse. He
1: didn't do what specifically though?
0: He didn't break the law. Okay. He didn't break the law. Yeah. So, He, She – and she – there was a witness that was not allowed to be seen at his trial who said he heard her plotting to blackmail him.
1: I believe that. The problem for him is that – well, for him it's about the law, but for the public it's not about the law. They don't care about the law. They see him as someone who abused a woman.
0: Not everybody sees that. That's what – that's what your mainstream media consumer sees, but he, this is where his ace in the hole is. And this is what I think he might actually get, win on appeal. He's never going to win at the parole board, but he Or might. in the
1: public mind oh, broadly. So he may he's get let broadly. out, but, I,
0: but he I, ain't I'm being America's point. dad again. I'm making a point, <laughs> which is, I get what you're saying, but it's not, he's got a very strong power in something that's more important because those people are hopeless. You can tell them anything. And they're they're going to rally around it.
1: Yeah, so, you're right.
0: But he is now, in my opinion, armed and dangerous because he's in there, in the joint. He's embracing it. He's started an education program or he's augmenting this man up thing. He's understanding it from the inside. That's he's that's cool that
1: he's doing that. I didn't know that. Knows how
0: to talk. Beyond cool. It's dangerous because now he'll really know how to reach the people who are hurting themselves by buying into these roles that they play. He's like, don't kill our own kids. Let's start with that. And uh, and he's reaching the people who are doing that. I don't know. I think he's dangerous now. So I think they might let him out on appeal.
1: Maybe he's getting prison jacked while he's in there too. And he's going to come out a UCF fighter, UFC fighter. Maybe.
0: Well, I did look up Rod Blagojevich because – Kemp and Trump had a a meeting to discuss who was going to get senator isaacson's seat and I thought if Blagojevich had just had a meeting with Obama, he wouldn't be in jail right now. he's still in damn jail, and he looks great, I must say, oh yeah, oh, he looks fantastic, his <laughs> hair's all white, he's super fit, and he oh, yeah. proclaims his innocence. He's like, I was misrepresented, and they will not let me out and blah blah blah. Uh, Tommy Chong I think also became. This, this pot martyr, this pot hero.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he gets out because you're right in your legal analysis of it. And oh, there will yeah. be an audience for him when he gets out too. It won't be like it used to be, but there will be an audience for him. No,
0: but more power because your real power, pa- if he could, he was just going for the middle class before. Now, if he could get the people who are who are stuck in this, in this subculture this illegitimate subculture that that puts a ceiling over their heads and yeah you can be king of the ghetto but you can't get out of the ghetto he might be able to reach them and then you you take the hierarchy away you don't have the despised minority that the report from iron mountain wants i think i think a guy like him i think they might have to kill him
1: he's learning to communicate with a new audience and Might be able to reach through to them, and therefore you think that he's a potential for getting Epstein, as people would say. Not me. I think Epstein is still alive. Yes, exactly.
0: Exactly. One way or another, whatever happened to Epstein, he's neutralized, right?
1: Yeah. So exactly, Stacey Abrams. Everybody knows Stacey Abrams in the world. You could live in a remote under a remote rock in the middle of a country I could never pronounce, and you would be like, oh, yeah, I love Stacey Abrams. She's oh, great.
0: Totally. I was fantastic. talking to somebody from out of town, and they completely knew who Stacey Abrams was. Um, uh, her My favorite title of her. she has many titles, but uh, Imaginary Governor of Georgia. Mm-hmm. I like that one for her.
1: Yeah, I saw somebody tweeted. They were wondering if she ends up being somebody's VP pick, if she's going to have to run double duty doing that and being governor of georgia have
0: to resign at the same time as Yeah, imaginary governor of georgia
1: yesterday she signed or she uh, one of her books selena gomez her uh i selena think that's Montgomery. her S- selena Montgomery. thank you her alias her spy name or her romance novel writer name one of the books that she wrote is in production well it's not in production yet it's in development with abc a new uh, cbs excuse me A new CBS production group, which is specifically designed for inclusivity and racial-type programming, is brand new. They just started it uh, within the past few months, is developing one of Stacey Abrams' novels called Never Tell. Now, the plot set up is that it's a star linguistics professor with a complicated past who joins forces with a charismatic online investigative journalist – Following the discovery of a cryptic message that is only that is the only clue in a missing person's case, this is the television show based on the Stacey Abrams book that she will be the executive producer of, and that doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to have a huge role, but she probably will have a, a messaging role in it. And being in development doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to get produced. It has to the pilot has to pass everything. But the point, the reason I'm bringing this story up is because Stacey Abrams. We were talking about the culture war. She might be the most accomplished person in the culture war right now because she is absolutely everywhere involved in everything, and she's speaking to people across different demographics and across different interests. Edward Bernays talked about reaching people at every point of contact, every channel of communication, whether it's a billboard, whether it's the wall above a urinal in a bathroom. You want your message propagating in their minds all the time. And Abrams has this book deal. She has this film thing. She's touring around doing speeches everywhere. She's at the Council on Foreign Relations. She is coming at us through every channel of communication, and she's speaking to different interests.
0: And that's that serves two purposes. It reminds me a lot of Obama. I mean, his thing was being able to make a speech. and And I think these channels – First and foremost, I used to put this second, but I'm now starting to put it first. First and foremost, it's a way to get them money. Money, 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 right right in your pocket. You you don't have to answer to anybody. She probably, she could do zero. I wonder who even, she wrote those novels. My guess is she had a ghostwriter the whole time. And that it was set up in the beginning for her to have a passive source of income while she ran around the world doing internships and every other thing. So I think that it has that purpose as well as the reach.
1: Yeah, and the messaging, whatever right, message right. Messaging that she like is the, putting in there,
0: through those channels.
1: Yeah, through those channels, it the, they will the people who like her uncritically take anything that she says. She is in complete control of their minds. She's called the most influential African American in the country. She's seen as this
0: more than Oprah or Michelle or Obama.
1: That's what they say. I mean, I believe that, that's it, what the Root dot com I mean, that's said. Anyway, up there. right? Yeah. She's gaining more power and spreading I mean,
0: What did she do? What does she run? What does she accomplish? Exactly. This is what anything. I'm saying.
1: She lost and she's doing more now than she ever would have done had she won. When it comes to spreading this culture message that she's spreading around there, whatever well, her yes. ultimate end might be. I mean, you don't lose And then go set up a 22-state voter suppression initiative, which what what it really is is she's training people in civil disobedience and activism.
0: And she's like a – in my opinion, she's a spokesperson for whatever it is, like the GM of this Mm. cultural lever, this agenda, and they're – I mean, I think she just simply shows up. And that's what I thought about Obama too. I want to go long because we're not going to have a few shows. So I want to hear your TSA thing. I think it's very relevant. I have no idea what it is, but you want, you told me you want to talk about it. Yeah. I, want, uh, I want, before we get to that, I just want to say, we are going to take the rest of the week off because it's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy
1: Thanksgiving.
0: I did, I stockpiled a few podcasts. I was on a couple of podcasts. I saved them for this so that people would have something to listen to if they wanted. I did a during the break video yesterday where I kind of was like made funny faces a little bit. So don't, don't put it in <laughs> the comments. Like why are your eyes open so wide? I was just trying to see the guy. Yeah. But it, otherwise it was good. Um, I could not figure out how to put it on the prop report.com. I might ask you Binkley to put a few things up there. Okay. So people can get to, if they want a little extra content over the long weekend need to escape into the inner inner sanctum and have a friendly voice they can listen to our back shows they can listen to watch the during the break video uh we're gonna put up into the feed the status Quo podcast, which I thought was great. I kind of let my hair down. I w- had an anxiety attack about it afterwards. I can't remember why. I don't wow, know I can't I wait to hear that. <laughs> I don't know why. And then uh, Rebel With A Cause, I also did a marathon podcast with him, and that he's going to put on his site. So we can put that in on thepropreport.com and a link to him. Status Quo is going to be in our feed, so people have plenty of content. And can you tell us, does the TSA thing have to do with traveling over the weekend?
1: Yes, there is a new pilot program happening at the Las Vegas airport, fortunately. They say it's not happening at the Atlanta airport anyway, but it's called the, Innovate, the Innovation Checkpoint with the TSA. They have an innovation task force. They always have these stupid names for it. This is our innovation task force putting together an innovation checkpoint. The word innovation just needs to be scrubbed all together. It's lost its meaning holy.
0: Many a fascist uh, program has been implemented under the-
1: Pro-democracy.
0: Innovation. Yeah, exactly. It's very innovative. I
1: like the torture
0: rack. It's very innovative. Yeah,
1: I've never seen one. It's a smart torture rack is what it is. (laughs) Yes. So they're doing this to try and speed up the long lines. And some of the- technology that they're going to be testing out is what they call a new digital dog nose that can speed up sniffing out your your bag i I don't know if there's a sniff i don't yeah i don't even it's just a nose though
0: smell a vision it's a
1: yeah possibly in the future wow yeah they're trying to get that with this virtual reality technology they want you to be able to feel things and smell things within it as well i don't want
0: to smell i want to smell fewer things not more things i'm most Extra smells are not good. We spend they make a lot the, of time and money not smelling.
1: They make the <laughs> virtual reality world smell appealing, and then we'll spend more time in it. And then oh,
0: before
1: you know it, we don't good. know what's real right. and what's not. But this innovation checkpoint, which you're going to be testing this week, has a walkthrough scanner. It has sensors, tiny little oh, sensors. Like on Total recall. Exactly. Total recall. Wow. That's exactly what it is. And when you walk through it, you see a generic man or woman like pose, and it has a little uh, spot on the problem areas. What else can they see? They have technology they're using that can they make can it easier. They can
0: actually see. They, they don't let you know it, but they can see everything. They can it, see yeah. you.
1: Yeah. Uh, these people are just sitting there you. looking yeah. at everybody naked. Yes. That's what it feels like the way that That's this technology is being described. Yeah. So they have these body scanners, which they call them, and they have better cameras that helps them more easily see through the clutter in people's bags. So I guess you're all naked walking through for sure, (laughs) and the digital dog nose is going to be the size – this is partnered with Homeland Security, by the way. It's going to be the size of a cell phone, and it's going to be able to be mounted to a drone, and it's going to be able to detect homemade explosives as well, better than a bomb-sniffing dog. So they're going to have a bomb-sniffing dog, but better a on a drone flying around flying smelling around things. around the
0: airport? Uh-huh. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> and, yeah.
0: What the no, heck? No, it, it, what the freaking heck? Isn't
1: that crazy? A drone just sh-
0: – That's like beyond the minority report spiders, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to just freeze, right, while they –
1: I guess sure there's it'll, nothing it'll, you can it'll
0: do. It'll alert if you don't completely submit. See, that's what I'm thinking. That's why I didn't like that Gallagher case. They are, the the thing where Trump was like, give the guy a pat on the wrist. It's like, look, you can't have have like the agents of government, whether they drums or human beings, who are so totally powerful that you need to just freeze what you're doing, assume the position, and let them sniff you.
1: You don't want to get bit by that digital dog flying around.
0: You're making me crazy.
1: Well, listen to this. Uh. They've also created a new gel called shmoo that can surround an explosive.
0: Shmoo is also a Yiddish word for penis.
1: Maybe it's shaped like a penis. Maybe Mm -hmm. it forms itself into a penis. It (laughs) surrounds an explosive, maybe or maybe not in the shape of a penis, or a chemical agent, (laughs) and then it... Flash freezes the chemical agent so that it can be safely removed. Flash freezes? Can it flash freeze me?
0: Yeah. What? Maybe you have chemicals that are naturally extruded from your orifices that you don't want flash frozen. But, yeah. Maybe yeah, I. Maybe I, there are some things inside your body that it might mistake as being uh, inorganic that are organic.
1: There's probably a little bit of if that, it and your
0: testicles on.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm worried. Maybe this is going to be how they're going to go ahead and call <laughs> the population.
0: Country. They're
1: going to send these schmooze up to people. We're going to be like, hey, what's that? And, oh! Oh, don't freeze that. We, the fact that we have flash freeze technology just blows me away. Maybe we've had it for a while, and I didn't know about oh, it, I but bet. flash freezing? That's I mean, crazy that will to me. kill you. Do what?
0: That will kill you. I mean, flash fr- freezing, you die.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't want to be, no, I don't want to be anywhere near it. If your
0: finger and hit it with a hammer, it would disintegrate.
1: It says, I don't want to go to the Las Vegas airport and get my hand disintegrated by a flash freeze bomb sniffing drone dog or whatever they have there. This You'll is be being tested in Las hand. Vegas. Do
0: it. You'll be lucky if it's your hand. Oh, God. I mean, search <laughs> and destroy for whatever, organic or inorganic chemicals that you may or may not be having outside or inside your body.
1: And f- <laughs> finally, they have... New ID readers that can scan your license to quickly validate your identity, confirm you're flying that day, and verify whether or not you have been made boy. sterile with the flash freeze. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's your Las Vegas airport. Like if you're going Santa, to Las Vegas Santa airport. Drone.
0: Good boy or bad boy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So please, anybody listening who goes through that and experiences it, oh let yeah, us know. Let
0: us know. Let us know. My nephew's in Vegas right now. I'll ask him.
1: What's he doing there?
0: I don't know. And he's not going to tell me because what happens in Vegas
1: gets frozen in Vegas, them,
0: you know, that can't be true for like herpes. <laughs> you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas.
1: Well, Vegas might have some sort of
0: oh, well, they detoxifying. Had a eradicating drone on yeah, the way out if the schmooze just yeah. came in and flash. Froze. Yeah,
1: flash freezes the herpes right off.
0: See, I shouldn't go blue. We're just going to, it's just going to spin out of control very quickly. If we go down that road, don't you think?
1: Yeah. You just shined light on a a positive aspect of the flash freeze goo.
0: (laughs) So, Hey, let's not forget what day it is.
1: Share the show Tuesday. I almost forgot.
0: Correct. Amundo. Share the show. Please share the show across your social media and when you're at Thanksgiving dinner and your Fox News watching mother and your CNN news watching mother-in-law are battling it out over something they both fundamentally agree on. Good
1: cat fight.
0: <laughs> you can just, just throw out there a little DNB, say, hey, you guys would really like the drive time news less, which they definitely won't, but other people sitting around the table might. <laughs> and uh and then it'll just give you something different to say share it with people share it with somebody you know is sick of the news and just drive them to the properport.com or share on social media
1: yeah just say hey aren't you ever tired of just being full of it with the mainstream media yeah go check out some news that's going to shoot you straight
0: But it's like a very small little... It's a group of people who are sick of the mainstream media but not totally sick of the news yet. Like, most people just give up completely. You can get some of those people back if you want them to care. Just be aware. Let's stop the USMCA. Let's start with that.
1: And happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
0: Yes, happy Thanksgiving.
1: Hope your holidays are safe and wonderful. And we will talk to you guys after the holidays.
0: This will be a nice way to ease into the holiday. Let's... Let's play it out, let's play it out they don't